a new episode, episode two of the Money Matters segment slash podcast with my good friend, colleague, Sumil Mehta. I'm so happy you're here, Sumil. Today's subject is um, Money Matters Communication with Your Partner. Did I get that right? Because you said the, the title. Yeah, I did. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make sure. It's a long title, so I want to make sure I had the right wording. I think this is a great subject because this one goes straight to my heart. It resonates immensely when you uh, touched base with me on this subject, on this topic. Um, I have to say that um, I got I, my, I got divorced maybe five, six, seven years ago. And I have to say there's been a lot of things that went on, but a huge, huge factor of this was definitely our money communication. And I definitely will take this on me. I was, uh, you know, I have I had bad money habits for the longest of time and bringing this into a relationship and not really, you know, be, being open to listen to the other's concern because my partner at the time was extremely responsible with her finances and I was extremely irresponsible with her, my finances. And when we got married, it was the same habits. So the same frictions and the same arguments that became fights that became eventually secrecy. And secrecy means don't see, don't tell, don't tell, don't see, which means if you don't see it, it doesn't exist. If you don't tell, it doesn't exist also. So this is something that I created for myself, a pattern. And this I took into my business and I took into other parts of my life because I had such bad money habits, which stem from past conditioning. So I believe, and I've I've changed immensely with that. I've done a lot of work on myself and I've really, really changed everything when it comes to my, my mindset with money, my, my habits with money, and I'm on to becoming extremely responsible compared to just responsible. But when you brought this topic up, I think it's going to resonate with many, many, many people because a lot of my friends have had a lot of friction with their partners when it comes to money, financing, finances, savings, retirement, what name it, you know. So without further ado, I'm going to let you unpack this a little bit more. And I might just intervene to ask you a question or two because you're the wise mind when it comes to money. And tell me your thoughts about why you bring this topic up. Absolutely, Rod. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. I'm very, very humbled uh, and honored to be here um, every bi-weekly or monthly basis where we share um, wisdom, talk to talk about things uh, that are important to everybody, all our listeners. And I feel uh, we also talk about important things um, which can help people make some changes in their life as well. So thank you very much for having me here and also being so open and honest about your own story as well. Um, so yes, the, the, the one thing that I want to start with uh, by saying is, is a fact and this is not just me making it up, but according to a study by SunTrust, who is one of the trusted uh, surveyors, finances are the number one cause of stress in a marriage. And another inst uh, another study by Institute for Divorce, financial analysis makes money issues the third leading cause of all divorces, which is about 20 to 40 percent. 
which means of every 10 marriages that end in divorce, four of them are because of money. That's a big number. It's a it's huge a big, number. It's a big, big, big number. Yet, we always think about, oh, we need to be in love with the person we marry. Of course, we need to be in love with the person we marry. But in order to maintain that love, there are other things that are involved and money is one of them. Mm. Uh, of course, this is this is a very deep and wide conversation that can we can talk about it for hours. But if we were to talk about just that one segment of how it can impact our relationship, uh, the money segment, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on that is maybe let's talk about the first four that comes to my mind on the top. Uh, the number one is having the foundation strong about uh, money in a relationship. When I say foundation, what I mean by that is when we are in our dating phase, when we just met that person, how our money conversations are in, in the beginning days are play, play will play a very big role in the later on phase of our relationship. Uh, not just oh, when we go out for a restaurant, who pays that kind of conversation, but it's more deeper level. Like, for instance, what are the expectations of the other person and what are your expectations in terms of uh, finances? Five years down the line, where do you your, where do you see yourself and where does your partner see themselves? It's a very important thing. And in beginning phases of our relationship, nobody talks about it as much because you're more focused on building that bond, relationship, love. It's the honeymoon phase. Exactly. Love, romance, all those things. But uh, in my relationship, I always talked about it. Uh, and my wife is pretty much the same person as well. We both talk about money. And it's important because... If we don't know, we are going to spend on wrong things and the other person might come back two years later and say, I always thought you were thinking this, but you were thinking that, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it creates a misunderstanding. So foundation is very important to talk mm -hmm. about money from beginning, not when you are dating for five years. Now you decided to get married and now you're talking about finances. It's already too late, right? Uh -huh. Number two is, sorry, you were saying something, Ross? Well, I, I, what I, I just wanted to chime in for a second. I think you're right. When you start a relationship with somebody, you, you know, there's that honeymoon phase where you go to the restaurant, you can pay, or you decide, you know, both take out their credit cards or their interact cards and they pay each on their side. And I find that money is not a huge subject because you're right. We, we are focused on the relationship and romance. I feel that the moment you move in, with somebody like share space rent bills groceries if that's where it becomes like rent. okay this is yeah this becomes a budget question uh how do we split everything who pays what 50 50 i you make less i make more than you have to have those conversations right Absolutely. and if you get married then it goes to it steps up to another level also of responsibility so that's what I wanted to add that, you know, there's there's that honeymoon phase, but definitely the minute that you step into an apartment and or buy a house with somebody, that conversation, in my case, wasn't happening and it happened too late. Exactly. And, uh, and it, we have gotten into that situation, not because we purposely did it, but sometimes it also comes down to how we have seen it for our parents. Uh, now, that's that's number two. So out of the four things that I was thinking that on that comes on my mind 
uh, and it's on top of my list. The first one is building that foundation. Second one is um, not following the same money habits that our parents had. In our parents' time, in a lot of cultures, not all cultures, but I, the many cultures that I know, um, the women is managing the household, men goes out, works, all those things. Th th those things happened three, four decades ago. Now things have changed. Both people are working in the house and both people are making money. So it, of course, we have to change those things as well. We cannot follow what our parents followed. Uh, so that's number two, uh, not following what our parents followed and pretty much create our own system. And if it has not been created, we may have to work it on our own, experiment it, try it, and then see what works and then make amendments accordingly. Uh, the third one is following trend and avoiding peer pressure, uh, especially when you're in a relationship or you get married. All couples always have, or most couples, let me say not all, but most couples have other couple friends who will do a couple of things like the going out on trips giving parties or getting doing a fancy big giant wedding which is very common these days if your couple friends did a giant wedding does not mean that you have to do it as well because you don't know how much their bank account looks like or your right right so that we have to change as well because if we want a healthy relationship we need to definitely start on a right foot uh, when when it comes to the wedding day, the big day. It's a big day for sure. A lot of emotions involved. A lot of things are involved. It's a very touchy subject. So I, I be very careful when I tell people, oh, don't spend money on it. I never say don't spend money because I know it's a very emotional thing. It's a very big day for everybody, not a lot of people, but everybody. It's a big day in their life. But all I say is that big day should not be started or built on a fake or pretending something kind of story. If you only have saved $30,000 in your life, and if you're spending all $30,000, it's okay. But that should not cause fights in your relationship two years later saying, oh, I spent all the money in the wedding that I had saved. And now all your saving is with you. And now if we are separating, like what, what happens in that case? Nobody thinks about separation on the day of wedding, of course, but hey, <laughs> out of 10, four marriages end because of that, right? So if that happens, then it ends up leaving a bitter taste in the person's life forever that, oh, I spent this, my, I spent my entire life savings and now you want to divorce me? And like, what, what about my money, right? That I spent. So all those things. And the fourth, uh, last but not the least is... Split the money with your partner, split certain costs, not because you're being cheap or stingy, but to make sure that the other person's aware as well. I've heard so many couples or so many uh, uh, people who are dating, not married yet, uh, been dating for three, four years. Fifth year is when the girl or the guy finds out, oh, this is the amount of money we were spending all this time. You never told me because only one person was paying the bills. The other person never really looked in or, or bothered asking how much they're actually spending. And then when it came down to certain fights or 
conversations or issues started happening then they start looking into it and the other person starts already it's already too late lack of communication right that's why we are discussing this how how much important it is to communicate money with your partner at all times regardless of how much you're making regardless of how much you're spending and regardless of how much you are planning on investing you still need to both of you need to be on the exact same page and know what's going on with the money you're spending so that Six years later, seven years later, we don't hear things like, oh, you never told me or I never knew. I thought you were taking care of money, right? Those blame game happens and then it leads to arguments and then fights. And then then it comes down to, I don't think he's the same person or she's the same person. They've changed. But if we had that money conversation from day one, it wouldn't have happened, right? So yeah, those are the four things. Uh that I wanted to kind of just elaborate on a little bit. But before I do that, do you have anything that you wanted to add as well? Well, I think that what you've just said, the the four the four bullet points that you've just brought up are extremely valid and pertinent to any couple that is either is either getting married or is committing to a relationship by moving in together. I have two questions for you. My yeah. first question is the conversation, the communication part. Yep. It's the hardest part to have. It, for me, it was a huge challenge when we had to talk about money. I resisted and I would be vague, sometimes a little on the dishonest side, pretend. How does one have a conversation? What is your view on actually coming together to having a real conversation? What skills must you put forth to have a real good conversation? And when should you have this conversation? The minute you move in or before you move in, before you look for an apartment? How does this How does this conversation start? I mean, obviously if you're getting married, usually you're already living together. Some don't, they get married, then they live together. But before you do one of those things, when do we, should we have this conversation? Um, this conversation should happen in the first two, three months when you know that of dating, not of living together first, two, three, four months of dating, depending on where your phase is. Right? Some people, they don't even, they're not even sure whether they're going to be with this person until like seven, eight months, right? But the minute you think that now you are considering having a serious relationship with this person or like in the first few months, depending on how your relationship is going, I think is the best time to talk about it. Um, I've seen couples talk about planning kids. They, they talk about, oh, this person doesn't like having kids, but I like having kids. My partner does, right? So people talk about kids even before they get married. And they know whether their partner wants kids or not. Uh, people talk about parent situation a lot of times in a lot of cases, right? That, oh, my parents, their expectations are this, this, that, if you were, how is your parent, right? They talk about parents, they talk about kids, they talk about traveling, they talk about wedding day. Why can't they talk about money? So that's my first question. So the first thing is to introduce this concept in people's mind that this conversation needs to happen if you're not having it. So a lot of people are getting aware, of course, but we still have a lot of work to do, I feel, because of the amount of relationships that are ending because of money problems, right? So I think there's still a lot of people, a lot of relationships out there where people have never discussed money and, and it needs to happen. That's the first thing that people need to know that it is having kids conversation is important moving in conversation is important condo or house what to pick all the conversations are important and money is a part of that's the first step to know that this conversation needs to be added to the list 
because a lot of relationships, it's not even on the list yet. Once Put your cards on the table. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So if you have to talk about it now, once we talk about it and your question, going back to it, how do we talk about it? How can one bring this conversation up? Honestly, I would say not beat around the bush and just talk about by saying, hey, I care about you and I'm considering spending a couple of decades or a lifetime with you. And I want to make sure that nothing ends our relationship. When you say it from that point of view, the other person now is going to think he cares about not losing me or she cares about not losing me. That's why she or he is bringing this conversation up. So it doesn't start on a wrong foot because if let's say one person's rich or, or making more money, then they should not start feeling like, oh, this person's already eyeing on my money or thinking about it. So when they talk about it from that point of view, from a genuine relationship point of view, then it makes more sense. And the other person will be more open to have a conversation rather than pulling their guard up and saying, no, 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 I don't want to talk about it. Right. So when you when you start having a conversation from a caring point of view, it, it really opens up. And then then we can go into more details of what are some of the things depending on income of each person or whatever. It is okay if one person is paying for everything as long as they have agreed to it and five years later, it's not going to leave a bitter taste in your relationship. That's all I'm saying. It is not wrong if only one person is taking care of nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with it. But that discussion has to happen that, hey, if I'm taking care of the entire finance part, then what are your thoughts on what else are you looking to look after? Then that person also feels that I'm important. I'm looking after something as well. Right. So it's like a teamwork. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, and and by, by having this conversation, most important thing, if this conversation has happened early on, three or four years later, the girl or a guy, nobody is going to say, I'm the one, I'm the bread earner, I'm the person who makes the money, so you do what I say. That also is not going to happen. That's a very important one. So, yeah, I think uh, these are some of the basic things that one needs to keep in mind if they're about to go into a relationship or if they're already in a relationship. In, in closing, I would just say if they're already in a relationship, the best thing is to sit with their partner and if they're having money issues, then try to tell them that, hey, I'm still in love with you. I find you as a perfect partner, but the issues we are having related to money, let's sit down and talk. So our love doesn't end because of something right. we can talk about. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's good to connect those two if you are already having problems. That's, that's the one thing I would say in closing. Very, very, very wise words, Samil. I really resonate with that. Um, I also think that just to, to add to what you just said is also maybe establishing like a every six month check in on finances. Some people get bonuses, other people get raises, career changes. There's can always be a check in. If I would have been more open to checking in every six months, three months to see are we still on the balance with our with our money, with our budget, it would have been an easier conversation than when things got so tense it would explode. So really, I, I, I so agree with that. I have a quick question before we we say um, goodbye, and we need to make a part two of this. I mean, this Absolutely. is a really important one. What do you think about joint accounts 
separate accounts, a pot account. What's your thoughts quickly on that? Oh, that's a big one. So, um, well, honestly, it all comes down to how uh, a, a couple decides to go with it. But the simplest one I feel is have a joint account. Both both parties chip in. Like if first of the month, if you decide to put $500, both parties will put $500 in it as a saving. And that's their emergency saving. And in terms of expenses, the simplest I feel is to split everything. Split everything in the 50-50. I have literally, we have a group. I have a group with my wife on Splitwise. Every receipt, even if it's $3 samosa, we put it in. Not because we don't have three dollars it just comes down to having the discipline that oh no, no matter what we're splitting everything that's it pretty much simple mm. and if there is a cost that one decides not to do then they, they don't have to do it but yes having so two um, short answer uh, would be to have one account joint where they put their emergency funds and the expenses they split love that i love that sumail here we go. Episode two wrapped up. Awesome. I believe that this yes. is a really wide and big subject that can go on. I think we just touched the tip of the iceberg. So let's hope we hear from our listeners that will give us some feedback and see what else that we can tackle on this subject. Because I believe that couple communication when it comes to money is crucial. And I think that uh, you have a lot more to offer. Today was off the charts great. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, Rod. And yes, I'm looking forward to elaborating more, having part two where we can deep down on the four fundamentals that um, that we talked about, elaborate a little bit more, and then deep dive on what we can explore. Thank you, Sumil. See you next month. See you next month, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. If you've made it to the end, that means you have listened to the whole conversation, which probably means you really enjoyed it. And I am so grateful that you did. Please, if you want, leave a comment, follow the Weathercock podcast, share with someone you might feel would love to listen to something like this and join the community. I'm very grateful and I will see you in the next episode. Till then, go out and stay curious.